0: All right. Good morning, everyone. Today, what is, yeah, March the 5th, right? Okay, let's begin with a word prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed Lord Jesus, the Apostle James said, if you lack wisdom, ask, and God will provide it. We pray that you grant us wisdom from your holy word and the spirit that direct us to understand the truth that is revealed to us in holy scripture. Bless us now, O Lord, as we study and continue in our study of the book of Revelation, specifically as we consider the number of the beast, 666. Bless all that we do that it might be done to your honor and to your glory. Hear us for the sake of Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen, All right. We are in the book uh, of Revelation, chapter 13. And this is where we left off last week. And uh, we have two verses, but they are really important for us to kind of grasp and uh, to consider because it is something that... um, really need to be understood without fear before we came um, into the bible study we were visiting about the hysteria of the coronavirus right but there's a big hysteria on the number 666 in the in this world and i don't know how many of you guys went online and did research on 666 So, but before we go there, let's let's read verses 17 and 18 from Revelation 13. So that no one could buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, For it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. So, Joshua, you want to tell me what you discovered with uh, the search? So we watched a video about uh, what the representation was of 666, and it said it was kind of a riddle, and that the guy who invented Russian roulette went from zero to... To 36 and if you add up all of those numbers it comes to six 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 okay and you can make a triangle starting with one at the top then two circles three onward down okay and then there was another man who said um, that Hebrew words are represented by letters of letters but they represent numbers and Good. so you could like say Joshua Mattis write his name in Hebrew, correct, and then add up all of the numbers, and it would come to a certain number, right. for his name, and correct. so they came up with Nero Caesar, correct, six six six, correct. And so was Adolf Hitler, I think. Okay, very good. Um, a colleague of mine, Pastor Cook, wrote this sometimes back, six six six, the number of the beast, or is it six one six? Okay. On June the 6th, 206, if you cared to waste $10, you could, you could have gone to see a remake of the movie The Omen on the day it was released the, the, the theaters. The movie The Omen is about a child who is supposedly Satan incarnate. The movie pos, uh, poster for this remake of The Omen is a blood-red poster with a child dressed in black. Extending from the child's body is a shadow that extends out from his feet, and the shape of the shadow is that of an upside down cross prominently displayed in the middle of the poster. Is the film's release date 6606, June the 6th, 2006? Most people, Christian or otherwise, recognize the number 666 to refer in some capacity to Satan or evil. Hence, the advertising strategy of the remake of the omen detailed above. The reason people <clears throat> associate 666 with Satan or evil is because Scripture does. The pertinent passage is found in Revelation thirteen eight, which reads, This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. If you were to do an internet search of the number 666, you would find a host of absurdities concerning the topic. You would find stories about tragedies taking place on Highway 666. Creepiness concerning houses was 666 as the street address, and a host of deceitful websites that claim to reveal what the number 666 really means. And for real this time, all these stories and theories tell us two things about the number 666. One, the world is fascinated by the topic. Two, there is much confusion regarding the matter. And then he goes on to say, it is the intention of this article to demystify, to demystify the number 666 and offer some clarity regarding the issue. Now, anytime you get something that is not clear, people begin to be concerned, and rightly so, Because you remember, what did I tell you a couple of weeks ago? What are the two tools the devil has? You remember? What? Fear. Fear is one. What's the second? Deception. Deception. So the only way the devil works (laughs) is fear. And we see this right now with the hysteria going on with the coronavirus. And the second, deception, which of course he did that for Um, Adam and Eve and that these uh, tools are what's used and what was the deception and what was so fearful for Adam and Eve that they disobeyed God, they were fearing that they're missing out on something better. Okay. So, I am not the genius and the Greek as my spiritual father, Dr. Louis Brighton, and in his commentary, he writes about two pages about this, but I thought it would be really worthy to help you grasp something better than what I could say. He just elaborately lays it down very calmly, very clearly, and it's very helpful for us to understand this. So with that, uh, bear in mind with me. This is from Dr. Louis Brighton. Uh, Revelation Commentary, CPH <clears throat> page 362 and 363. The number of the beast. Revelation 13, 18 is perhaps the most perplexing verse in the whole of Revelation. However, for John, the author, this was evidently not so. For he says that just as anyone who has ears should hear, That's 13.9. Whoever has the intelligence should figure out the number of the beast, for it is a a human number. 13.8. 18, excuse me. Not everyone would have this intelligence and ability, but evidently some do or did. Those who were versed in in geometria could figure out the number of the beast, if that were the method John had in mind, and he asked the question, but was it? OK? Mm-hmm. Sweet, that's one of the other commentators, suggests that this intelligence, this wisdom, is apparently the spiritual gift answering to the gift of the apocalypse mm-hmm. or revelation. In Ephesians 1:17. Paul, in his prayer for the believers in Ephesus, asks that God would grant them the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in their knowledge of him, that is, Jesus Christ. The wisdom and intelligence that John speaks of is the knowledge and revelation of Christ, which a person can understand only by the aid of the Spirit. And that's throughout all of uh, Scripture, right? Scripture clarifies Scripture. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things that I have commanded you. Everything that we have comes to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Whether or not it, Uh, involves a particular cryptographic hermeneutics like geometria He evidently expects those who have such knowledge and spiritual wisdom to exercise it. Crypto, like like a hidden hidden message. Okay, this is kind of where you get that. The number of the beast, in parenthesis, is a human number. That is a number that is related to or represents human life or existence. perhaps even a no, <clears throat> excuse me, perhaps even a number that can be understood and interpreted by wisdom available to human beings. For the number in parenthesis, 666 is expressed in human language and words. Furthermore. Since man was created on the sixth day, Genesis 1, 26 through 31, the number six could represent humanity and anything of the human nature. Just as the number seven represents God, thus 666 would represent and point to one particular individual the person most commonly accepted is that of Nero. Yet, the numerical value of the Greek letters of Nero Caesar is not 666, but rather 1,005. If Nero Caesar is transliterated into the Hebrew characters as Naron Kasar, then the total would be 666 if this is the solution only a part of john's recipients could have solved this cryptographic a cryptogram excuse me if nero is the particular person to whom the number six 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 cryptically refers he is the type or model of what the re- the beast really represents you know what i mean by a type era something like, we talk about Jesus is a type of, uh, Moses is a type of Jesus, one who delivers. So a type is something that points to another, okay? So if that's the case, uh, he represents, okay, uh, a type. Nero could serve as one example of what the beast represents, okay? Okay. Um, Oh, I, I skipped a, uh, let me go back. If Nero is the particular person to whom the number 6666 six, 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 six cryptically refers, he is the type or model of what the beast really represents, and he is not the final fulfillment, so he's not the only one, OK? Um, for he had been dead around 20 years when John wrote Revelation. So that's what they're talking about. They're going back in time. Nero could serve as one example of what the the beasts represents. All anti-Christian forces. And I think that really says it best. That number represents anything that is contrary to Christianity. That would be a good way to put it. But as a type, the deeper significance of the number is that which it typifies the unholy trinity. Okay? Of the dragon, Revelation 12, the beast from the sea 13:1 through 10 and religious beast from the earth 13:11 through 18. So the unholy trinity, the dragon or the devil plus the two beasts. One that came out of the sea, and the other that came out of the earth. Meaning, they're going to bring calamity upon humanity. Okay? Um, in the context of chapter 13, the number, is the, uh, the number is the number of the beast from the earth, the second beast. Nevertheless, the number applies to the dragon and to the first beast, the beast from the sea. The number applies to all three members of the unholy trinity, especially, especially to whichever one is most active and most prominent in any given time and in any given situation. Okay? Now we talk about the holy... Um, the unholy trinity, but we also talk about the holy trinity, right? So let me use the board to kind of paint something. I don't know who did this geometry here, but somebody was working on this. And if you guys know this, who was doing this math here? Look at this. looks like eighth grade math, so probably your confirmation. I I figured that. They must have been doing homework while I wasn't here. Okay. Okay. So, when we have the Trinity, right? Normally we do the triangle, and this is what you talked about earlier, Michelle, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? So, and we have the number three. And what was the challenge that the devil threw at Adam and Eve? Did God really say, right? So he challenged it. Another word, think of it this way. The devil wants to take the place of Jesus. The Father and the Holy Spirit. He's trying to outdo. So this is the Holy Trinity. This is the unholy Trinity. Okay. So with the number 666. He's trying to outdo By making himself look better than God. You remember what Jesus said? He masquerades as an angel of light. Okay? So, Holy Trinity, they work for the benefit of man. Bless you. The unholy Trinity works for the destruction of man. Now, I don't know who this 666 is. And it really doesn't make any difference. Because I'm in the arm of my loving Savior. I am baptized. I am blood-bought. I have the Bible. I have my baptism. I have the body. And I have the blood. So, in the arms of Jesus, all these bees... Identify something very special to me, right? I don't need to be afraid, even if I don't understand who this person is. Suffice to say, anything that goes against Christ and his cross is this person. Whether it is Nero, whether it is Hitler, Mussolini, or whoever it is. Anyone that tries to assert the authority of Jesus or God the Father or God the Holy Spirit belongs to this category. Anyone. And perhaps in every age, we will have somebody trying to be this. Now, you can label somebody and give that number. But that's not a complete number. The complete number for the Christian comfort, what is the perfect number? You've heard me enough time to talk about it. Seven, Seven, right? So the seven is the perfect number as well as ten. And let me explain by that, what I mean by that. So the seven is the perfect number. The ten is... Blue perfect, which is the most perfect. Why is this? Because you have the seven plus the three. Okay? So they're all involved in working for our benefit to do what is good for us. Rather than focusing on this number and what this number is that can shackle us and imprison us, let's focus on what Jesus has come to do for us, and remember what he said in John, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. And then, this is First John chapter 4, verse 4. And then in John 14, uh, I have overcome the world. We don't have to be afraid. Does it scare you? Sure, why not? but it's only a shadow of things that cannot harm us. So, rather than spending so much time trying to figure who this one person, and like I said in the search on the website, and like my friend Tim Cook said, people are trying to figure who that one person. Could it be Nero? Possibly in his era, because he did terrible things. Could it be Hitler? Certainly, he has done unbelievable, terrible things. But they're not the only two. Study the history of man. How many evil and wicked people do we have running around who deny the Trinity, who deny that Jesus literally rose from the grave, who deny the goodness and the mercy of God? If you paid attention to the verse in thirteen, eighteen, the author writes, This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. All of us seek wisdom from God. Because I don't know everything. I don't. I know a lot of things, but I don't know everything. I can't give you an answer to every question in the scripture. But there are others who are smarter than I am or have dedicated their life to this one specific study. Like my professor, Dr. Louis Brighton. He spent 50 years studying the book of Revelation. That's all he did. Well, I shouldn't say that's all he did, but literally when we were taking the book of uh, Revelation in the class with him, he would quote the verse in Greek, chapter and verse in the Greek. And he would tell you what form those words were in, what verb they were in. He was so involved in that book, he knew it backward and forwards. What I want to say to you as we study, before we go on to the next uh, portion of chapter 14, what I want to say to you is this. Rather than focusing on the fear that this number brings to us, let us focus on the gift of faith that brings comfort to us and points us to the future. Why is this important? Because very soon we're going to go into chapter 14 and it talks about another number that we really hardly know anything about 144. But it shows the life of the Christian man or woman is a constant battle. God never promised us a rose garden. And there are two, two words we normally use in the church, okay? All right, two words that we normally use in the church, and you've heard me say these before, and you've heard me say them in a funeral. Church. Oops, hold on. Militant. And church. Ah, so infant. Okay. Church militant and church triumphant. What's the difference between the two? What's the difference between the two? Militant sounds like it would be all law. It's the army. Say that again. I would say it's the army. Okay. The church militant are people on earth, people on earth, the Christians who are living right now. We are constantly fighting against sin, death, and the devil, constantly. The word militant is from the military, right? So the church militant identifies the Christian who are still, you and I, who are still living right now on earth. The church triumphant are those who are already living in heaven. They have overcome the grave. They have triumphed over the grave, right? So, there's a big difference. The church will still be in assembly up in heaven, but they have no warfare because Satan has been cast out. Um, Revelation 12, 6. I saw the devil cast out out of heaven, Okay so we have the church triumphant your husband is in the presence of the lamb your husband is also your mother-in-law right my mom my father are in the church triumphant all of us here are still in the battlefield we may be scarred we may be bruised we may be beaten but guess what the victory is ours so In in conclusion, let me say this. We may never understand the number 666. But we do know it represents the wickedness against the holiness of God. Okay? That's the simplest way that I can explain it and to give you a piece at it. Now, let me just finish the last paragraph of Father Brighton because he really gives us something very helpful to think about. Okay. So let me read this if the number 777 were to be used it would refer to the holy trinity god the father son and holy spirit this evil trinity 666 apes the holy trinity 777 but always falls short and fails the wisdom Referred to at the beginning of 1318 is then the wisdom that comes from God and enables the Christian to know and understand what this unholy trinity is and represents at any given time here on earth. Emphasis is on any given time, meaning in every generation we're going to have wicked people because it's the number of man okay this wisdom enables the christian to discern how the evil forces of the dragon notice these words both secular and religious are always and everywhere active at war, militant, to destroy the church and her witness to Christ. Such wisdom comes only from God, but it is a wisdom that he graciously and richly confers on all his people in Christ. Did I explain it clear enough to understand? I don't want to go over this chapter without being very clear in the explanation of what it means. Okay? The unholy trinity are always trying to outdo God, but they cannot. And in every generation, regardless of when, there are evil men who will try to destroy the church. Look what's happening in Africa. Bangladesh. Christians are being targeted and killed because they want to silence them. That's the church militant. And how are we being now, uh, the church, being now uh, called Uncaring because we don't accept lesbian and homosexual and queers and transgender, what they're calling us. All kind of names.